time to rest, time to refresh, no stress To the city point Giving him your best, nothing like the rest Passing every test, you know he's the one, yeah Taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress To the city point Giving him your best, nothing like the rest Passing every test, you know he's the one, yeah Taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress Yo, good morning, everybody. It is so good to be able to be with you all on this Palm Sunday 2021. What a blessing it is. We have been in the midst of this pandemic for over a year, and God has blessed us to be able to do digital ministry here with you all. I want to jump straight into the word uh, for today. We're going to be looking at Luke chapter 19. I'll offer up a word of prayer, and uh, we will jump right into the text. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you so much for all that we have experienced already in this worship service. I thank you for the music that has gone forth. I thank you for every person that has played a part in it. Thank you for everyone that has gathered together digitally to hear this message uh, and to worship together and build community together. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will preach through me in a way that is real, in a way that is relevant, in a way that is transformational, uh, exactly the way that you would have it to be according to your divine will in the name of Jesus. I pray, God, that you will simply use me during this time as your vessel to preach to your people. And I pray that you will take all of the glory, honor, and credit because it belongs to you in the first place. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's look at Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19. Uh, Luke chapter 19. We're going to be reading from verse 1. Luke chapter 19, looking at verse 1. It says, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief, cap, chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was. But because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he who has, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. Verse 8 says, but Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. For a few moments, I just want to talk from the subject, Jesus is for everybody. Jesus is for everybody. Jesus stayed in more beef with religious people than anybody else. You will find this theme throughout the gospel writings, through Matthew, through Mark, and through Luke, and through John. Um, there's this theme there where Jesus constantly where his moves are constantly being scrutinized by the people who were the hyper-religious folks and the, were the religious leaders. The essence of Jesus' ministry, in essence, could be summed up in one scripture where he responds to the Pharisees by saying, healthy people don't need a doctor, sick people do. I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners and need to repent. This is the heart of Jesus's mission. He was enamored by life's lost and found column. 
And because of this, Jesus broke all of the religious social norms, and he often found himself spending time on the margins with those that were religiously marginalized and those who were the ostracized people. Uh, My old pastor used to put it this way, that Jesus came for the least, the lost, and the left out. And I just feel that if this is who Jesus was after, that that too ought to be the primary focus of his church. They ought to be about the the religiously marginalized, the people who have been turned off by the religion, the people with questionable past and perhaps even questionable presence. You see, Jesus had the uncanny ability to see people and see past their sins, to see their souls and to see their humanity. So whether it was the rich young ruler whose wealth was too much of an object of worship for him to become a worshiper of God or or the woman at the well who had five times lost in marriage and was currently with somebody else's husband or the centurion whose son was sick to the point of death or the shady tax collector Matthew that he had made one of his disciples Whoever it happened to be, Jesus had the uncanny ability to see past what was problematic in people, to see a human being, and to see a person that was worth saving. There is a story that illustrates this pretty well. It is the story of Zacchaeus in Luke chapter 19. Uh, Jesus had entered the city called Jericho, and there is this madness going on like a celebrity sighting in the middle of Times Square. Crowds are beginning to gather, and they are gathering not because of a speech, but it is the kind of gathering of people that you see when they spot a celebrity. They just gather all of a sudden, and they pounce, and they walk, and they yell, and they scream, and they stare as the person walks. This is the scene as Jesus walks through Jericho. Crowds are thick. People are yelling like it is the early 90s and it is a new edition concert. There's so many people and the crowd is so thick that it is hard to even get a glimpse at Jesus. One person by the name of Zacchaeus came up with the novel idea that he would climb a tree to get a better view because he could not see over the crowd because of his stature. Luke chapter 19, verse 3 says of Zacchaeus, he wanted to see who Jesus was. Now to get this, you've got to see the context of where we are in this story of Jesus. By this time, we are a little over a week before the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus. We are at the peak of his New Testament ministry. He is no longer the new and the unknown personality within the region. No, he is by now the one whom people have heard or witnessed feed 5,000 people with just two fish and five loaves. He is the one who has cast out demons. He is the one who has restored sight to the blind. He is the one who stood at the tomb of Lazarus and spoke the words, Lazarus, come forth. And though Lazarus had been dead, he was brought back to life. People who were disabled are walking now because of this Jesus. A funeral home is in dispute with him about a payment because in the funeral procession, Jesus touched the coffin And the widow's son that she was on the way to bury got up out of the coffin and the burial was canceled. By now, people have heard that one night out on the Sea of Galilee, 
As that storm was raging and the waters were tossing to and fro, threatening to capsize the boat, Jesus was asleep at the bow of the ship. And after being awakened, he simply said to the storm, peace, be still. And the winds and the waves obeyed his command. This is no longer an obscure Jesus. This is a Jesus who has risen in three years to acclaim throughout this entire region. He is hot. He is trending. It is in this context that people are pressed to see him. And among them was a man that went by the name of Zacchaeus, who verse 3 says, wanted to see who Jesus was. The verse has an investigative undertone. It implies that Zacchaeus had heard about him. But now his curiosity had boiled over into him not just wanting to know about Jesus or to hear about Jesus, but his curiosity had boiled over into him needing to see who this Jesus was. May I stop there parenthetically and say that City Point is designed to be a church where the Zacchaeuses who are curious and on the outside, who have heard others talk about Jesus, who have heard others talk about God, who have heard others testify about what God has done in their lives, what the Lord has done in their lives. City Point is designed to be a place where they can come and see who Jesus is. So Zacchaeus runs ahead of the crowd. He climbs this short, easily climbable sycamore tree because he is short of stature, and he wants to see who Jesus is. Let me tell you something about Zacchaeus. He's a chief tax collector. Now, he is not some hardworking government agent that is simply working for the man. No, he is different. When the Bible says that he is a chief tax collector, it means that he is a part of an exploitative uh, extortion ring that is facilitated by the Roman government. The way that it works is like this. The wealthy or the politically connected people would They would buy these contracts to collect the taxes on behalf of the government from a particular city or a particular town or a particular region. According to this scheme, there was a base amount that they had to pay. These tax collectors had to pay the Roman government, but then they could upcharge the residents and anything additional that they made above the quota that they needed to deliver to the Roman government was their money to keep. It was a shady system. It was an oppressive system. Literally, it was a government-sanctioned license to oppress and extort. And the people who felt the brunt of it were the poorest people in the society. Folks hated tax collectors. That they were scumbags that people hated to see coming. Not only was Zacchaeus a tax collector, but the word says Watch this, that he was a chief tax collector. What that means is that uh, Zacchaeus was likely in charge of the whole city of Jericho, which was the largest port city in that region. He was the boss of all of the other shady tax collectors that were out extorting the people. Verse 2 says that he was a chief tax collector and he was wealthy. He had cake, y'all. Lots of it. So how strange it is to see this person with all this wealth, with all this money, 
running and climbing a tree like a drunken sports fan at a uh, championship parade. Wealthy people didn't do that. But there is something about his curiosity for Jesus that causes him to lay all of that aside and climb that tree. As Jesus passed by, Zacchaeus, uh, as, as Jesus passed by, Jesus noticed Zacchaeus and Jesus calls out to him by name and said of all things in front of this crowd, Zacchaeus, come down, man. I'm going to stay at your house tonight. It, it, it is like when you see a celebrity and there's this big crowd and then there's this one dude in the crowd that the celebrity is talking to and the celebrity says, hey, I, I'm going to call you and we're going to get up later. And everybody in the crowd is looking around like, who is this dude that knows this celebrity? That is the scene here. That, that is what is going on in this scene. So the people start evaluating Zacchaeus. You know how people do. That they are evaluating him. They are trying to see how this person is better than us. That he knows Jesus. And that Jesus is staying, that he is coming to stay at his house. But not only that, they start noticing who Zacchaeus is. They recognize him. He is the one that has been a part of the exp exploitation extorting scheme against them. They start murmuring, Jesus hanging with this dude? Going to his house? Does he know what kind of dude he is? But there is this expression in the New Testament, those of you that have been into your Bible and stuff like that have probably picked up that this comes over, comes up over and over again in the New Testament. Sinners and tax collectors, right? Sinners and tax collectors. Th these tax collectors literally had their own slime ball designation separate from sinners. And Jesus singles out this chief tax collector to hang out with. Jesus goes to his house. Something in the midst of this visit with Jesus impacts Zacchaeus, and Zacchaeus moves to repentance. He says, here and now, I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone, I will repay four times as much. Let, let me rewind the scenario to make sure that you don't miss what is going on here, uh, Jesus goes to Zacchaeus' house. We do not know in Luke's narrative what exactly impacts Zacchaeus about Jesus. We do not know the words that Jesus says to Zacchaeus, but something happens. Something happens where this one who is exploiting, where he is a part of the oppressive scheme against the poor, Something happens in this encounter with Jesus that moves him to repentance. He's moved to repentance and he says something that I think is worth calling out here. He says, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone, I will repay four times as much. Can I stop here for a moment? and say that this is what redemption ought to look like? That redemption ought to spark restitution and reparations. I, I do not believe that Luke by happenstance includes this story. 
This, this story of the wealthy oppressor who schemes against the poor being redeemed by a movement among the poor that is led by a savior who is poor. I do not think that Luke just happened, just by happenstance dropped, drops this. Because a few verses earlier, if you look back at chapter 18, verse 18, and then remember when Luke writes this gospel, there are no chapters here. So this comes a little bit after chapter 18, verse 18, which we know it as now, where Luke had told the story of the rich ruler who had failed that test when asked to give his money to the poor and follow Jesus. The Bible says who walked away sorrowful because he had much wealth. I do not think that it is happenstance that Luke tells that story and then now shows someone who is not only rich, but who has been exploiting the poor, that is connecting his redemption in Christ to a need to do right by the poor people that he exploited. Dear Southern Baptist Convention, if you really believe in racial reconciliation, my question to you this morning in the spirit of Zacchaeus is what will you do with the blood money in your endowments that came from slave owners who made their fortunes off the bodies of enslaved Africans? Let me say to you that if your righteousness rose to the level of Zacchaeus, if you really were as much of a literal interpreter of scripture as you claim, you would pay back four times as much. You would go through your records and identify the lands that were owned by slaveholders that were bequeathed to you, that were donated to you. You would go back into your records and you would look at the big donations that were given by the slaveholders that were obviously profits from an oppressive enterprise. You would do what Zacchaeus did. And Zacchaeus said, if there's anybody that I have wronged, I will pay back four times as much. Yes, redemption ought to come with restitution. Repentance ought to come with reparations. If I break down your fence, yes, you should forgive me, but I should repair it. Let me say that one more time. If I tear down your fence, yes, you should forgive me, but yes, I should repair it. Zacchaeus says, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone, I will repay, what, four times as much. Jesus says in verses 9 and 10, he says, today's salvation has come to this house because this man too is the son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save who? The lost. The encounter suggests two things, that Zacchaeus was looking for Jesus but also that Jesus was looking for Zacchaeus. Can I tell you this morning as I get ready to close this sermon that Jesus is still looking for the Zacchaeuses of the world? Maybe you work with Zacchaeus. Maybe Zacchaeus lives in your building. Maybe you woke up this morning in the bed laying next to Zacchaeus to tell them Jesus is looking for them without judgment, tell them Jesus is looking for them. And City Point, as we prepare ourselves for Resurrection Sunday, let us be the kind of welcoming, simple church where the Zacchaeuses of the world and the Jesuses 
can meet. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. We thank you for your word today. We thank you for reminding us that Jesus is for everybody. We thank you that from the utmost to the lowest, those who are oppressed and the oppressor, Jesus offers salvation. I pray, God, that you will help us to continue to open up our arms to be intentional about being a church community that truly welcomes everybody, that truly creates the encounter where people who want to see, who want to hear, who want to know about this Jesus that they have heard people testify about, they have seen make a change in other people's lives, that people can come and find and get closer to know who this Jesus really is. I pray that you will do that in the name of Jesus. Amen. That's the word for today, y'all. Peace.